here's what I'm wondering. I was I was walking to work and I smell garbage, and you know that garbage smell that everyone has smelled. Stinky city smell. And I was thinking, wherever you go in the world, that smell is always the same. People throw away things that smell very different in different parts of the world, but the smell that comes out of the trash can, always identical. On the line with us now is Rachelle Burks. She's a chemist at Doan College. Ray, can you explain this? Well, no matter where you go, um, people are going to be eating stuff with proteins. You know, red meat or pork or turkey or chicken or fish and eggs. And, and really, it's the, the protein, and when it decomposes and breaks down, that's the main stinky culprit. So what you're saying, basically, is uh, as these things decompose, the, the chemicals we're left with at the end of that process are the same. Well, it's, it, a lot of the, it's not really the end. It's, it's kind of the stuff is really stinky towards the beginning, oh. and then it starts to dissipate. There's a point where, you know, food or, or waste um, can break down to a point where it's not stinky anymore. How long does it take to get to that not stinky phase? Ooh, that's the, that's the tricky part because big influences on the, the acceleration or the process of decomposition would be temperature, um, humidity, or general moisture. Um, everyone's using garbage bags, right? So the garbage bags are great because they contain your trash, but then what it also does is it makes it a little little pressure cooker, right? You've got this plastic, the temperature could be slightly higher, there could be moisture inside, you're making it like a little garbage decomposition stew. Wait, so. <laughs> wait, so do, if theoretically... If we were, if we didn't use garbage bags, if all of us just threw our garbage out into the street <laughs> uncontained, the city would actually smell better. That's madness. Um, <laughs> the other thing we have to think about is, do we really want our food to be less stinky? There could be an evolutionary reason why food stinks. It stinks when it's rotting, so it alerts us that it's bad. Okay. And so, on the one hand, you, you know, you don't want it to smell nice because then how would you know it's not good anymore? Well, and, you know, I, I mean, I guess what it comes down to is, is we, have, we have so little in common, you know, it, around the world. It, it's horrible, the garbage smell. But I know that, you know, I'm experiencing the same thing as someone in, in Russia and someone in South America and someone in, in Asia you know, it's if if nothing else, this smell of garbage it 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 bonds us all together. Yes, everywhere in the world, if you you go out, you, you everyone they've gone away for the weekend or they walk behind a restaurant, they have smelled that smell, and it, it's world over. And it's also whether you're a vegetarian or a meat eater, um, you're gonna experience the the wonder, which is the rotting food smell. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of beautiful. It is beautiful. Garbage has its own beauty. Yeah, and it's gross. <laughs> well, thanks, Rachelle. Thank you, guys. Okay, so that makes sense. The smell is, you know, it's breaking down. It's going to be the same everywhere. I guess the next question is, if you're somebody who has to smell the smell, is there is there a way to cope? So our producer, Jillian, is heading down to the loading dock to see if she can find and talk to a garbage man about the scent. Uh, Jillian does, uh, she tells us it's pretty noisy down there and wants to apologize uh, if you hear a lot of noise. I'm here in the garbage area um, and I found a nice man to talk to me. On a daily basis, do you find that the garbage smell changes over time? 
I guess when it's hotter, it'd be smellier because the sun's getting on it, but hopefully we don't let it sit that long. And how do you deal with the garbage smell? Do you stop noticing it? <laughs> I got bad sinuses. I guess I don't smell it as much as other people would. Have you always had bad sinuses? No, I think I got it from the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> We have just a short show for you today. Uh, Ian's traveling. I'm stuck in Chicago. But we do want to get you at least one uh, quick how-to. Hey, Sean. What can we help you with? So uh, last Sunday night, uh, I met a friend at uh, just sort of a neighborhood bar restaurant. We were sitting at the counter having a hamburger and a pint. And the, the bartender came over and just sort of casually removed his glasses and then grabbed a bottle of gin poured gin on his glasses, wiped them clean, and put them back on his face. And it it was a little bit surprising. I I didn't know if I was seeing some sort of secret bartender trick or or what exactly. And this is is just normal gin from behind the bar, the same bottle that would go into my, you know, gin and tonic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. Could you tell what kind of gin it was? What brand? You know, it looked like a uh, Seagram's bottle. Okay. Oh. It had that, that speckled uh, kind of pimply outside. So not not the good stuff? No, no. Well, Jen. Okay. Well, we're going to look into this for you, Sean. Oh, awesome. Love to hear what you find out. Joe Bruno is on the line with us now. He's the director of the American Bartender School in New York. Joe, is this something you've heard of? It, it does make sense. I mean, all in all, to, to use gin to clean your glasses, it would work. For sure. Is it the most practical thing to use? Probably not, but it would do in a pinch. You know, the alcohol would evaporate quickly and it would leave a nice scent. In compa- I mean, you could probably use vodka as well, but, you know, who knows? Maybe gin was the cheapest thing he had at the bar. Also, the, the scent, you know, if you were, say, washing your glasses with gin at, at work, people might think you had been drinking on the job. Yeah, that's true. I mean, years ago, uh, they did use gin as a go-to type mouthwash. So, really? you know, you wouldn't want your employers to think that you were drinking gin on the job either, but um, old school, yeah, it was a mouth rinse. So, because the germs would be killed by the alcohol. By the alcohol, yeah. And it's and a little, then, kind of, of a fresh food. taste. Right, exactly. And you can swallow it when you're done. <laughs> if you wanted to, yeah. Gin always uh, was initially meant as a medicinal type liquor. I mean, most liquors were developed as medicine to begin with, but um, gin especially. So, I mean, it makes sense that, that it would have an astringency like witch hazel and you know, it, even bay rum. I mean, when you think about it, there's, uh, there's an old um, shave lotion called bay rum, which is made with you know essence of rum and bay leaves. So it, it does make sense. Wait, so you could uh, conceivably... Shave with rum, rinse your mouth out with gin, and then you need something to wash your hair with. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, beer. That's always been the go-to for hair. Okay. In the, in the 70s, women used beer in their hair all the time to uh, cure split ends for whatever reason. I'm not <laughs> sure why, but yeah, so you, you're a walking bar by the end of the day if you really wanted to be. Well, what, what would you do for, um, like... Your underarms. What would you? What what alcohol or drink would you put there? <laughs> I guess uh, Rumplemints would make the most sense. It's strong enough to really, uh, you know, kill odor. What Rumplemints? Um, 
Rumble mint, peppermint schnapps. Oh. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's it's interesting because we're we're talking about all these different ways to stay clean, but together we've created a pretty disgusting person. Yes, right. You, you can be, you're perfectly dressed. You look fine, but you smell like like an outhouse, <laughs> you know, a bar, a bar outhouse. Like a yeah, a brewery, totally. Well, Joe, thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Thanks. We're now we're going to take a break from the show to uh, hopefully make some money through ad revenue. It's not, again, it's not ads. It's underwriting. Right. Support for How to Do Everything comes from Trunk Club, a men's outfitting service focused on simplifying the process of clothes shopping. Here's how it works. Everyone who tries Trunk Club is matched with a personal stylist. They'll get to know what you want, and then they'll pick clothes and send them to your house in a trunk. I'm most excited about the trunk. What's it look like? Trunk Club members have 10 days to decide what they'd like to keep and send the rest back. Is it big enough that I could go in the trunk and go shipping, back to trunkclub.com? Shipping, shipping is free both ways with no monthly obligations. To try out Trunk Club, check out, and this is how they know we sent you, trunkclub.com slash everything. That's slash everything. We heard from Philip. Philip says he listens to How to Do Everything while delivering alcohol in the middle of the night with his delivery service. Philip, these next 15 seconds are for you. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. You think it's like a tanker? It just has big tank full of booze. Just pumps it right into you. Just full of moonshine. Just call, call Philip. Bring up his booze tanker. He just sticks a hose in, sucks on it to create some suction, and then dumps it in your face. That does it for this week's show. What did we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned that uh, if you're ever in a pinch, uh, you know, uh, cleanliness-wise, just get a gin and tonic. Really, any kind of pinch gin will help you with. As a topical lotion, if any, an actual pinch, yeah. it will cure. I learned that um, we could actually make garbage less stinky by just um, el- eliminating garbage bags. If we were to just throw our trash out the window, the world would be a better place. Maybe now's the time to start. Maybe we're the ones who start. We lead that revolution. I think people will see us just dumping our trash out into the street, and they'll they'll think those guys. Those guys are helping society. That's a program I want to get with. I appreciate you, garbage-spilling guys. How to Do Everything was produced this week by Jillian Donovan. Technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern is Kelsey Hardison. Good old Kelsey, K-H. Our artist in residence is Justin Witte. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. Our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian Chillog. And I'm Mike Danforth. This is NPR.